all about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hello and welcome to the very first Your Harrogate Podcast of 2024. Given that it is the first one I've recorded so far this year, I know it's the 12th of January when I'm recording this, so it does feel a little bit odd saying it, but... Happy New Year. And what a new year it could be if you win a holiday. Amongst some competitions that we've launched, we've got one of our best prizes ever. Five nights in Corfu sunshine at the Marbella Resort, premium all-inclusive style, and you can scoop that now online. Just click win at yourharrogate.co.uk. Now, something else that we have planned for the 19th of January, a week today, if you're listening on the 12th of January, our very first business club, which is going to be held at Panel Golf Club, all thanks to the In Collection Group, exercise.co.uk behind it. And they're bringing along a very special speaker, Roger Black, MBE, who you can hear from soon. But first of all, to matters of Harrogate Town, who are also part of that business club. And I've been catching up with the gaffer, Simon Weaver, ahead of their match against Forest Green Rovers. So, Simon, Happy New Year. I hope it was a, uh, a good one for you. The news that everybody's talking about, Belly is back. Now, at what mm. point during the loan period that James has been with you, did you think, yes, this needs to happen? Well, it felt really good even on his uh, second debut against Notts County. I thought it was outstanding. The fans' reaction meant a lot to me as well. And prior to that, we had a training session and the way we're trying to play football from the back, the players bought into belly, the old and new players, you know, and they equally found him impressive. And it, it's it's about building, continual building in this job and whether he's been here before or not, it, you know, the time is now and, and uh, we wanted to act on, on it pretty early into his second spell here and keep him here on a permanent basis. Do you have any regret that he went in the first instance or do you think that that time apart has benefited both parties? Well, I certainly think he's got even more impressive as a goalkeeper by having another experience and playing at a higher level. And I think, you know, yeah, there's, there's always some of the regrets, I guess, in all walks of life. And yeah, I, I could have done things better first team, the first time round, but at the same time, he's grown as a player. So hopefully... He doesn't think too ill of anybody at the club either and you know, knows that you make decisions as a manager and um, you're not always bang on it. Uh, but at the same time, you try and make honest decisions and not from an evil place and never to cut my nose off to spite my face. It's, it's all trying to make the club better and I made a decision back then and, and, um, and I'm making a, another one now. Well, it certainly feels like it's going in the right direction. There does feel to be a real buzz about the place, whether it be with staff or fans, everybody mm. together. Is that how you feel at the moment? Yeah, I definitely do feel that. I've, to be honest, I've felt it since the Wrexham game when the second half fired back from 2-0 down to 2 all, and it supercharged the, the stadium. And But I felt even at 2-0, the fans were with us. And um, that's where I felt the real unity and that bond was, was forged stronger than ever. Uh, between the players and the fans and, and the staff and we, we really did appreciate it. It's that respect both ways that has really driven us on um, to be honest home and away games and um, really helped us you know and positive energy about the place which you don't always find in, in football and and um, no, I'm proud of the bunch and proud of how we've evolved but we have to live in the now and we have to keep it going you know to be appreciated further by 
the Harrogate followers. Yeah, that positivity is certainly one thing that you can take into this weekend from the win over Doncaster. But mm. what else can you take from that victory and put it into practice against your rivals this weekend? Well, the tenacity first and foremost. So just um, always trying. We're always trying to concentrate on, on the um, the behaviours and the the attitudes leading into a game. You know, when we can't, there's no let up at this level. Because yeah, we've had a decent run, but you can easily come stuck if you go sloppy on it and be a bit complacent. So, try to concentrate on that as much as any part of the game plan. You know, we made the players aware, and we'll again today of the strength of Forest Green because uh, whilst they're bottom of the league, they've got some very good players, and and with the new manager Troy Deeney coming in, there's a different approach. And with that, we don't we want to take away the surprise element for the players tomorrow because tactically the set up far far removed from Doncaster. They leave three players up the pitch all the time which some people would say is quite daring. But on the other hand, if you're dispossessed and you're not set up with your structure defensively, then they can counter-attack and really cause you problems. So, you know, there's uh, an emphasis on keeping the ball tomorrow and keeping the structure nice and organised. You mentioned their new manager, Troy Deeney. He's, he's not been in the, the gig that long, still finding his feet, I would imagine. Is that a good time to come up against a team when they're, they're having a bit of a rejig? Or is it, on the flip side, a bad time because players are going all out to try and impress their new manager? Well, I think we have to treat it with that realism that, you know, I remember this time last year when you're up against the ropes, you, you sink or swim moments, but you, you find... Yeah, we found that we've got a lot of fighters and um, I thought Forest Green played very well at, on a difficult pitch at Salford last week. We watched all their coverage and, you know, they were fighting for their new manager, fighting for, the, for their status at this level and so with it, the difficult opposition, you know, and uh, they're going to scrap, you know, and, and what we have to do is not relent with our efforts just because we've accumulated more points than they have. You know, this is... Um, a good start to the new year, but we have to keep it going. We can only do that if we're, we're relentless tomorrow and we start well. We're giving them any encouragement, despite their recent run. They've not been hammered very much at all. They've been involved in competitively in all the games. So, you know, we, we can't take it lightly. You know, we, we know it's um, every game at this level is a hard test. Absolutely. And with regards to the last couple of days training, have all the guys come through it okay? Any any fresh injuries facing you? or? Well, we're missing Sam Pollerin um, with his hamstring strain sustained from last week. So it, it'll be a big loss. You know, He scored the first goal last week and I think it's the quickest player at this level. So yeah, it, it's disappointing to find out he'll be out for several weeks. Other than that, though, Matty Daly returns to the squad, which is a massive plus. You know, he's such a talented lad and he keeps getting better. But we, we, we're travelling with a strong squad and about to start training now um, in the last session before the game. So we're looking for his energy and and um, the excitement levels to be at that high level and um, to go out and entertain, but importantly to concentrate on winning. We've never stopped learning, no matter what job we do in life. And come the new year, it's always a reflective time of year for a lot of people. What do you want to improve on this year, whether that be the team or in your role as manager? I'm just trying to focus on what the main issues are, you know, all the time in terms of us improving as a as a team and as a club and making sure that we act on more on instinct, you know, while I act more on instinct and my decision-making and be a bit more clinical in that respect and you regret less by an action that you do than waiting and, and delaying and over overthinking it so um, yeah I guess that element of my management you know I'm looking to improve this 
is the Your Harrogate podcast. As ever, big thank you to Simon for taking time out to chat to me. And now on to matters of a business club. You can read exactly how this is going to work at Panel Golf Club on the 19th of January by going along to the news feed of yourharrogate.co.uk. And our speaker, all thanks to exercise.co.uk, is going to be Roger Black, MBE. When he appeared at the Harrogate Town Club shop last year, I caught up with him. First of all, I, I want to speak to you about obviously your your amazing career as a as an athlete. Does it seem a long time ago, or does it seem like yesterday? It, it doesn't seem like yesterday. It seems physically, it seems a long time ago. Um, but I'm very lucky because I get reminded of it a lot. So I, either events like this, or if I'm speaking at an event, I get to show the races and whatever. And and it's you know I still get I'm still in contact with all the guys I used to run with Chris Akabusi, Daley Thompson, John Regis, Derek Redmond. So you, you keep it alive amongst you. But it was a long time ago. I mean, it was a very long time ago. I mean, my my best Olympics was 1996. My yep. my first I started in 1985. It's a long, long time ago. But I'm very lucky because as the years, two things happen. As the years go by, you become better in people's minds, which is good. <laughs> but I also realise now, at the time when you're doing it, you're not aware of it. But, but I was very fortunate. I was part of the golden era of British yeah. athletics because when you turn on the telly and watch an athletics meeting, there was always somebody. There was either Linford Christie or Colin Jackson or Seb Coe or Steve Ovett or Daley Thompson or Steve Backley, Jonathan Edwards, Denise Lewis, Sally Gunnell. The, the list goes on and on. Tessa Sanderson, <laughs> Fassel Whitbread. There were so many of us winning medals. Um, now there are fewer. We've still got some great athletes, but that was an era where British athletics just had so many talented athletes winning medals. And to be part of that collective is something that uh, I realise now was, was really special. I've never experienced noise quite like the Olympic Stadium. I was yeah. lucky enough to go to 2012 games yeah. in, in London and Super Saturday as well. The, the, yeah, the, the, the night where, where, where yeah. Mo's coming around yeah. the corner, the noise. Yeah. And, I, and I watched a video yeah. of you running in Atlanta last yeah. night. I was watching yeah. it on YouTube. Oh, did you? okay. What's it like to be in the hub of, of something like the, that? The, the, the truth is when you're actually doing it, remember, this is what you do. This is what you prepare for. It's, it's very quiet. You know, I mean, I mean, you, you stand behind the line. Uh, everything goes very quiet before the gun goes. That that's that's weird. You look but so you, focused. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually was in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, you got Michael Johnson outside you with his gold spikes on, the big favourite. It goes very, very quiet just before the gun goes, and then the gun goes, and as you were seen on that, you know, it just goes crazy. Yeah. Honestly, when you're running, you're just completely so in your 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 zone, in your head, in your body. You don't notice it at all. It's 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 very it's it's an almost out of body experience. So you're not aware of the crowd. You're not aware of the noise. It's there, but you're totally inside yourself. If if you're if you're doing it right, and it's over in a heartbeat. I mean, it's over in a flash. You cross the line, and fortunately for me, you know, I, I did okay. I came I came second, but yeah. I was I didn't think I was going to beat Michael Johnson, but uh, could easily not have medaled. Um, and and then people often say, you know, what's the emotion when that happens? And and. In my case, it was just relief because you've spent years for this moment. And the problem with the Olympics is it's once every four years. So if you get it right, brilliant. If you get it wrong, it's a long time to wait. And there are no guarantees. So for me, it was just this huge relief that I'd done it. And uh, then, then, you, you know, then you smile and the rest is history. It's brilliant. You were quite late in to the whole sport. Yeah, right? I mean, I just how, how was, how was that received by other, by the, by other athletes? Did I, they, I think I annoyed, I annoyed. Oh, you get welcome. I think I annoyed. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not that kid who at age 10 dreamt of going to the Olympics, joined an athletics club, and that was my life. Yeah. 
So I was a kid who loved sport. I loved football. That was my, my passion. Um, and I played rugby at school and I was quite good at rugby. I had a trial for England at a 16 year old. But, I knew, but the one thing I was, was I was fast. So I knew I was fast and I did the school sports and I did the county championships, but I never did athletics. I never joined a club because none of my mates did. I didn't see it. it sport for me was social. It wasn't, this is a long time ago. It wasn't yeah, a career yeah. in athletics. So I wanted to become a doctor. And the reason I became an athlete is that I messed up my mass A level. I, I was going to go to Bart's Hospital. I had to get three Bs. I got an A in biology, a B in chemistry, and I got a D in maths because I messed it up. Oh. And I got rejected. And I was devastated. I'm absolutely devastated. Rishi had been dis- disappointed with Yeah, he was. But what it, what it meant was, yeah, he was, <laughs> what it meant was is that I had to take a year off to retake. And because I had that time off, I joined Southampton Athletics Club. I, I thought I'd give it a go because I didn't know how good I was. I had no reference to how good I was. But I trained with Chris Akabusi and Todd Bennett. They'd just come back from Los Angeles Olympics. And it became fun. And, and all I did was chase. I just chased them. You know, just, you turn up and, and, and I won my inter- international vest within two months. So I'm actually an example of, of someone who was given the talent, but I didn't know I was that good. Uh, and the truth is, if I'd done well in my maths, I wouldn't be standing here today. And that is true. because I, I know I wouldn't have, I just wouldn't have gone down the path of athletics. It's pretty scary. Nah, but, so, so, but the great thing for me is I came to it late. So I came to it at 18. So I wasn't a kid who'd spent his whole life doing it. There was no expectation. My parents weren't involved. And so it, it allowed me to just enjoy it. And uh, it happened very quickly after that. And when you're enjoying something, you invariably yeah, do yeah, well, Yeah, you do. And I... And I very fortunate you know when you're training every day with the likes of Chris Akabusi is is still probably the biggest character British athletics has ever had Daley Thompson you know we were training with him these people are are great to be around and you just get on with it and it became fun and now fast forward to this partnership this great partnership that you've got between Roger Black Fitness and exercise.co.uk how's that been for you guys really great it's really good for me because I've always had the brand for many many years and it used to be under license to to Argos for many years and then actually just before Covid came out of license so I decided to run the brand myself with a small team and um, what I needed was someone who could handle all the logistics because the logistics of fitness equipment, it has to be, you know, it has to be stored, it has to be warehoused, it has to be serviced, it has to be delivered to people's houses. Well, clearly, I, I can't do that. Um, so working with the team at Exercise, um, it's been brilliant. So they, they sell, sell my stuff, but also they look after all the logistics, all the customer service, the team behind it. So it allows me to do... You know, things like this and, and the marketing and, and yeah, a really good partnership. And the fact that you're an ambassador for the charity that they support too. Yeah, well, that was a lovely, lovely sort of coincidence that I've been an, a, an ambassador for uh, Cystic Fibrosis Trust for many years. My nephew was, has cystic fibrosis. He's, he's 20 now. So I've, as a family, we, it's like anything, you know, you, you, we, people know about cystic fibrosis, but you don't really understand it until someone close to you has it. And then you really understand it. Um, so the charities that I'm patrons for are ones that I'm directly connected with. So the two, basically, cystic fibrosis because of my nephew, but also I was born with a leaking heart valve. So I, I'm a patron of the British Heart Foundation as well, an ambassador of the British Heart Foundation, because um, I'm directly connected with them. So, yeah, it's lovely to, to be doing something. And it was just a coincidence that exercise.co.uk were also involved with Cystic Fibrosis Trust. Mm-hmm.